in three, two, one. Hello and welcome to the Level Playing Field podcast, episode 11. Yes, hello. Very warm welcome to you listeners. Yeah, we're episode 11 now, we're getting on. Today we've got a very special episode because we've got Mr. Nomfom. He's an amazing poet, guest, mm. guest interview later on. And the albums we're doing today are by SL and the late Pop Smoke. Yes, yes, yes. Set to be a great episode. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're two long-awaited projects. The SL one's quite short, just 10 minutes EP, but it's so solid, man. Mm. And the Pop Smoke one, well, we've been waiting for that since 50 Cent came in and said, I'm going to finish his album. So long-awaited. Uh, yeah, they're, they're both kind of in that drill scene, aren't they? Yeah, it's... We've mentioned a few times the kind of stylistic evolution and expansion of drill. And I think this episode kind of encapsulates that. Because on the one hand, you've got Pop yeah. Smoke, who was like the rising star of the Brooklyn drill scene. And then you've got mm. SL over here, whose older stuff was very kind of standard UK drill. He's kind of carved his own lane and his own sound. Yeah, unique I, I wouldn't to him. describe any song on that new EP as straight up drill. Mm. You know, it, it's that's the thing. Maybe it's, yeah. it's got influence, but it's definitely not drill. Absolutely, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So it's it's interesting. They're they're both yeah, like you said, carving their own lanes. Pop Smoke's got is a very unique sound. He's he's very. There's a lot of comparisons to Fifty Cent. You know that Fifty Cent was his mentor, but you can hear it in his voice. You can hear it in his demeanor. Kind of that gangster tone. Um, on, on this album. He samples fifty, you know. It, there's there's a lot of comparisons to be made there, and it's it's something new in that drill scene that they've not seen before. Hmm. Um, but yes, it's it's a shame that he wasn't around for this. But yeah, I I still thought it was a good album. But we'll get into that. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> So this week, I've actually got two tracks a week. The first one is by Georgia Smith, and it's called Rose Rouge. Now, this is one of two Blue Note reimagined releases that have come out. Um, and the second of which is by... Ezra Collective and it's called Footprints. Now the Georgia Smith track is a cover of the original Rose Rouge by an artist called Saint Germain and the Ezra Collective track is a cover of Footprints by Wayne Shorter. Now obviously Blue Note is an iconic legendary jazz label and these are kind of modern interpretations of these tracks and I think both artists do them justice in such a way that many covers don't um mm. it's when you listen to the when you listen to these tracks they're just so smooth they're so they're so nice so on are, the ear man are they covering like because i haven't listened to the tracks but are they covering the vocals in them or nah, what, so obviously a reimagining of it so obviously it's jazz um so the music is the main is the main focus yeah um yeah, the original Rose Rouge, that's an instrumental. And obviously we've got right. Georgia Smith singing on top of it. So that's her interpretation of the song. I see. Um, and yeah, they 
it doesn't sound like it's been cheapened or modernized or blue note or just yeah. looking for a quick buck it feels like mm. a genuine ode to to the originals it's yeah it feels like it's like the first sip of tea in the morning it's like that kind of satisfaction <laughs> it's, right. like, it's like sinking into I a warm you. bath it's just that nice so yeah I, I recommend checking out these tracks go check that out Today on the Level Playing Field podcast, we have Nomfom with us. He's an incredible poet, inspirational speaker. He, he's full of wisdom. And I thought you'd even do a bit of rapping now as well, innit? <laughs> Trying it out. Trying it out. Trying it out. Yeah. That is a, quite, quite the intro, man. <laughs> I spoke with the stars high up in the sky. When my head was in the clouds, I thought they would clear my doubts. Their shining lights had always been beacons of hope in the darkest of nights. Telltale signs for my people to be led back home. But who knew the stars were so good at telling fibs? For people who've never heard of you before, first of all, how would you describe what you make to someone? Um, I'd say it's whatever I'm feeling. That's what I'm putting onto paper. Uh, And that might sound like, oh, super obvious, like, well, duh. But I'm someone that struggles to articulate himself in the moment. So I can have like a normal conversation, that's fine. But when it comes to like deeper topics or anything that's layered, I can't really express how I really feel about it. Because it takes me a while to process things. Um, So when I write it down... Yeah, I'm the same. I've got a lot of time to think about it. I'm glad, I'm glad you relate. I'm glad you relate. Yeah, man. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And have you got anything that's coming out at the moment or in the, in the pipeline? I've got this track. You may have heard of it. It's called The Glass yeah. House. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I've got The Glass who's, House coming out. Who's producing that? I've heard it's, uh, it's quite a solid producer. He's a solid producer. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a bit difficult to work with. I heard like, no, no, no. Hamza. Yeah, I am producing um, that. It, it's yes, going to yeah. blow your mind and it's I, coming out soon. I'm really Clank impressed with, um, with the production value on that. Uh, Hamza hit me up with, listen, I need to re-record. He's like, I need to uh, reproduce it or, or whatever the term is, recompose. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and I was like, but it was fine as it was. He goes, I just got the BBC string pack. And I was like, oh, yeah. snap, boy. I don't even know what that is. But I was like, oh, snap, boy. Do your thing. Yep. He came back to me. And I was like, damn, this is sounding sick. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't put it better myself. So yeah, so I've, I've got that coming. And then I've got an EP that I'm attempting to record. But like yeah. I was telling Hamza before, my biggest adversary right now is um, dehydration. <laughs> Real shit, man. Because you can hear you can hear all the like the clicks and pops and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's not getting on that. Delete that. In, <laughs> into the sin bin you go. Like, Yeah. And I guess it's more important when you're doing poetry because you want a very natural sounding voice yeah. to come out of it. Whereas Definitely. with rap, you can sing auto-tune and gates and everything and it doesn't really matter mm. too much. Rappers use auto-tune? No, of course <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Right, so this is a music podcast, so I want to mm. learn a bit about kind of what music you're into. Okay. Um, so let's talk about some artists. What what kind of artist got you into music, would you say? Um, it's funny. I only used to exclusively listen to like R&B. I used to hate okay. raps back in the days. I was like, R&B is where it's at. Da, da, da. And to be fair, if you've listened to any of the R&B tracks from like the 2000 eras, mm. amazing, amazing. Um, Timberland and all that, yeah. Timberland, 
Mario. Uh, you had Omarion back when he was around. I don't know what happened to him. But it's, <laughs> it's like, it's it, something else. Um, yeah. But, and it's really fine. Like, I never used to listen to rap first because I couldn't really get into it. Um, right. And I think mm. what I'd been exposed to in terms of rap was like, you know, the whole commercialized hip hop. Yeah, yeah, I'm a gangster. And sort of like, do you know what I'm saying? Um, but then I started listening to Drake. And it's it's funny because Drake is actually what got me into rap. Because it was this track he right. had called Best Best I Ever Had or something like that. Um, yeah. And he's like, and I was like, whoa, he's singing and he's rapping. Like, this is, this is insane. Um, <laughs> and I just started giving that kind of music a bit more... Uh, more of a chance and put that more yeah. into my scope and then my friend introduced me to lupe fiasco oh and that's then, totally it, then it all switched yeah. up and i was like yeah, yeah. wait they speak <laughs> structured sentences oh my <laughs> god and even now i remember the lyrics man it's just like for superstar yeah. superstar was the first lupe fiasco song i heard and i'd fell in that's love a good with tune, it. Man. amazing Lu- song. lupe doesn't get enough praise man he He's doesn't so he doesn't. That guy is on a different level. I, I, need to, I need to delve more into his discography, but the little that I've heard from him is mm. like yeah. amazing. You must Definitely, have heard Kick Push. Man. That's yeah. a classic. So what, what about poetry? What what kind of led you down that path? Are there any artists, poets that you felt inspired you a lot to get into it? Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm always someone that's, well, I've always been someone that, you know, struggled to say, you know, say what he felt and stuff uh, in the moment. And mm. at the time I couldn't rap. Uh, and I couldn't sing. And then I heard this. So I'd only just, you know, listen to music and stuff and that's it. You know, you yep. sort of internally change the lyrics to fit your lifestyle. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, boy, I've been yeah. through the struggle. But um, <laughs> um, I ended up coming across this poet called George the Poet. And oh, yeah. George I heard poet, his track, yeah. Blame Game. And that switched up everything for me because I was like, this guy's not singing and he's not rapping. He's literally he's just talking. And that was the mm. first time I'd ever actually heard spoken word. And I was like, how has this art form been hidden from me? And I showed yeah. everyone in sixth form. I was in sixth form at the time. I was in year 12. Yeah, I was in year 12. And I showed everyone it. And they were like, this guy's hard. This guy's sick. They're like, he's got bars. And I was like, no, but he's not rapping. Though. It's not bars like that. Um, <laughs> like I was very protective over him. And I was showing really? everyone. And I was like, I was loving it. And it really impacted me because even now I... I, I remember the lines and everyone would be like bruv shut up you all you do is just say this guy's <laughs> rhymes yeah and it was i'm not, I'm not gonna say it now but um it was just so impactful that it it made me think i i want to do that how george yeah. made me feel i want to make everyone else feel like that That's and i'm amazing, nowhere near man. that level but that is honestly he definitely led me onto the path of changing what my life was yeah and um oh, shit, man. i think the last piece i heard from him was around grenfell fire Oh, it was, man, yeah. It was amazing. It was like it creates this theatrical experience that you, you hear through your audio and like all the sound effects that he uses it, and strings and bits that he uses to delve into it. It's, it's like, amazing. It's His, amazing. Just the production value. And it's, and it's only two people. The main guy yeah. in terms of the sounds is Ben Brick. And then you've got George doing the, the whole vocals and like, you know, directing yeah. it and stuff. It's amazing. What what kind of vibe are his his instrumentals generally that he that he spits his poetry over? Because I've not listened um, to him before. You get a lot of orchestral vibes like from the start when he does his live stuff. You you'd get a lot of like orchestral strings and everything like mm. that. But originally he started spitting, 
So it was like, you know, it would, oh, it would be okay. over hip hop beats. But what he'd said, what he'd say is people were, they'd be like, yo, your flow's nice. But they weren't listening to his actual bars. And he goes, bro, because they're yeah. not actually, they're like, they're like, yeah. they like the flow, but they don't like, they're not rating the bars. So then he changed <laughs> up. He goes, then I just started talking. I just started doing spoken word. And I was Focus like, yeah, on, that's, on what you're saying. That's yeah, amazing. definitely. Right. So um, one of the questions we ask is normally, is there an album in particular that's inspired you? Or for you, is there like a particular piece that's driven you into creating work and creating poetry? I, I'd have to put it back to, hmm, as in what actually made me do it. Georgia Smith's Lost and Found. I absolutely okay, right. adored that album. Phenomenal voice, phenomenal artist. One of my favourite UK singers, hands down, right? But then it's I saw her life. voice. Amazing voice. Mm-hmm. But then I saw her live and it destroyed What was she me. like? She was amazing. Phenomenal, yeah. <laughs> right? But it sort of, I was like, damn, I, I've been listening to her like when she yeah. first started, like before she was famous. And this mm. is when I started poetry. Like I started, you know, performing on stages, you know, little small venues here and there. But she started the same doing, you know, little small venues here and there. And I said, how has she gotten this crowd? Like, I'm looking to my right, I'm looking to my left. And it was packed out. It was at the O2. Yeah. And it just sort of hit me that it's because she's actually put that work in. Yeah. Like she's it. actually yeah. done it. And I was like, I've been lying to myself this whole time. Like, yeah, man, I'm a spoken word artist. And I was like, that's not good enough now. That's not good enough for me. Mm. I need to do something. So that album, my love for that album led me to go see her live and then led me to just have my bubble burst and it genuinely changed my life for for, for the best. Fair enough, man. Fair That's enough. amazing. Yeah. Amazing story. Yeah. I think like for us, uh, we covered Run the Jewels recently, their new <laughs> album. For us, that that was like it, wasn't it? Uh, that was the first gig that we went to together. Oh, yeah. And like one of the first rap gigs that I ever went to. Yeah, and it was my first just, rap yeah, gig. I I didn't even know who Run the Jewels were when we went to it. No, but afterwards I was converted and like been a huge fan <laughs> of them ever since. Well, and you sent you sent an instrumental or or a track once, and I was like, this is phenomenal. <laughs> I've not really listened to them myself, except yeah. for what you sent in the group, and I was like, this this is amazing. They're they're well worth checking out. Like mm. we mentioned them in like every episode for like the last four episode for like the last four <laughs> episodes. But yeah, they're so 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 good. They 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 inspired us as a duo. Yeah, um, that's amazing. But yeah, now I love how Georgia Smith, uh, like obviously that's completely different styles, her stuff and your stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Don't man. worry, one that's day I'm going to learn how to sing and then, <laughs> <laughs> then it's Give over for everybody. <laughs> um, but no, it, it is like, it's, and that's the most beautiful thing about music, music, poetry, mm. whatever. If you're using it in an art form, even even if you're not, but it's just how we use words. Yeah. I'm saying stuff yeah. that you've heard a million billions of times, right? But someone can say it in a way that makes you think, rah, you just said something <laughs> to me. Like, as in, like, what you just said resonated with me. Yeah, um, you, you took that straight out of my head. <laughs> or, or like, you, yeah. you put that in a way that I could never express myself, yeah. but it's, like, exactly what I'm at thinking. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it, it, it's the same language, isn't it? Like, you're it, all it, speaking the yeah. same thing, no matter what genre. It's, it's mm, the mm. point is the same. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, even man. even with, with a musical melody, they call it, you know, music, the universal language. And it's amazing. Exactly. There was this, I think it was a TED talk where, or it was some kind of study. And someone was like, no, nah, I don't think music is a universal language. There's, you know, so many national barriers or like, you know, uh, international barriers and stuff, you know, cultural differences. 
And the guy goes, okay, cool. We're going to do a pentatonic scale exercise uh, experiment thing. And he got everyone to stand up on stage or like a bunch of people to stand on stage. And like he did the note and he told them to jump. Um, like he told a certain area to jump as to which. Yeah. So he laid them out in terms of pentatonic scale. Right. And just the way he did it, um, they were like people of all cultures and nationalities. They were able to follow it perfectly. Uh, and he just literally amazing. proved his point of music as a universal language. Like, this is something <laughs> you feel, not something you have to be, you know, nurtured towards. It's That's something it. you naturally feel. That's it, man. <laughs> that's fucking cool. <laughs> that's 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 what I remember from like the first lesson of music. Music is the universal language. I, I was like year seven. It's still yeah. still stuck with me, right? <laughs> still stuck. <laughs> yeah. So, gotta ask. What are you listening to currently? What's on your heavy rotation? Oh, my heavy rotation. Okay, so there's a local rapper called Swayze, and he's Swayze. released an album. Yeah, yeah, he released an album called Friend of the Vertigo. Podcast. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah, we, we interviewed him last week. <laughs> no way! How did I miss that? Is <laughs> is that episode Seth is editing right now? Oh, okay. Yeah, I knew that. Obviously, I'm, I'm going to be the first to like that. You know, you're saying, add it to my playlist. Um, but um, yeah, so that album, to me, I genuinely enjoy it because it's not long enough for me to sort of zone out. You know, you know, you listen to music and you zone out and suddenly you're like, oh crap, mm. three tracks past where mm. I was before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not short enough where I feel unsatisfied. It's, if anything, it's just left me excited for Yo, when's he releasing something else? Like, I've What's got enough. next? Yeah. I can't wait to see what he does I, next. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. There's there's a lot of shorter albums that have been coming out recently. Like, mm. Kanye's been doing a lot of seven track albums. Oh, yeah. There's one recently, Denzel Curry did with Kenny Beats called Unlocked. And oh, I thought that okay. was the perfect length because every, every track hits. And that's all you can really ask. Like, yeah. Because you can get an hour long album. We, we've reviewed a lot mm. of these. There's so many bloated, just. Yeah. yeah. If it, it feels like they've gone for a grand feeling, but it just falls mm. flat and it's just bloated. So I think getting that tight track list of just banger after banger, it's hits differently, you know? Yeah. Well it's like how much can you say on an album and still have <laughs> like impact on it? Like there yeah. comes a point where you start repeating and regurgitating for me anyway. So Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I could do an album that would be long. Yeah, I, find, I think no, I find myself just repeating too much stuff. It's insane how Drake can do it because he comes out with these really long albums. Because he don't albums. write his sh- no, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm, a, I'm a Drake fan, by the way. Yeah, every year he comes out with these really long albums yeah. and he, he does it so consistently and he gets hits. You, can, you know, you can't deny that. Mm. But definitely, I think what you're saying about losing the artistic value of that, you, I don't think you can do that like that. You need to space it yeah. out and take time with your thoughts definitely absolutely <clears throat> absolutely so we got to ask you a bit about the big umbrella term the definition of which is becoming more and more vague as the years <laughs> go on and that is genre so first of all do you plan on kind of experimenting with different styles different genres and how how creative do you think you are with genres are there any that you'd like to dive more into and are there any that you would avoid completely? Um, that's a wow. That's a <laughs> that's a heavy question, man. 
Um, of course you'd ask me that. Uh, I'm not too sure. I mean, right now I'm sort of experimenting with getting more into rap. Because um, mm. I was explaining to Hamza that I've got a very odd rhythm. As Hamza will tell you when he's editing my <laughs> my thing. <laughs> I can have a drum piece thingy, but I just, for some reason, I just don't register it. So I just talk freely. Um, mm. Yeah. So I've always stuck to spoken word. But now I'm actually enjoying, like, you know, how can I say this that goes in line with the beat and stuff? Like, well, how can I make it my own flow, but at the same time, make it on beat? Um, in terms of crossing genres, I mean, I don't think I'd do country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was our one as well. Yeah, we don't, we don't really want to touch that. Although we recently discovered that we don't like country, but we do like gangster country. Like, what the hell is gangster like country? That, that Johnny Cash kinda... and like, oh, you know, yeah. like the, the old school the, the country. Yeah, yeah. I hurt myself <laughs> today. Yeah, kind of like when, when you say like when I talk when I think country like a lot of the shit that I hate personally, mm. it's like a lot of the new stuff that's coming out like you know that whole all the Nashville kind of soppy, just like us oh, me and me in Texas driving down the road uh, kind of shit. Then oh, I took her to my tractor. Throw up, and, but nah. <laughs> but authentic shit, the authentic shit. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I hear that. I hear that. But I do like the authentic stuff. Like, would you say Tracy Chapman Fast Car was country? Nah. Okay, I, don't know. I, I genuinely don't know what it is. <laughs> mm. I'll, I'll make question, it actually, but I wouldn't say it's country, no. Nah. Hmm. Going to go back to what you said about flow. I, re- hmm. I think George the Poet does this where he goes free-flowing and then suddenly he'll switch it up and then start yeah. doing a flow. And Sometimes he does it in a way that it could easily be grime bars. So he'll say yeah. something like, through the blood in my mouth, that's battered abuse. It wasn't due to run in my mouth, but that had been used as an excuse because Amanda refused to look stupid and nervous. But imagine hearing that in a grand bar, like, through the blood in my mouth, that's battered abuse. It wasn't due to run in my mouth, but that had been used as an excuse because <laughs> yeah. Amanda refused to look stupid and nervous. And I think the way bars. he does that is just genius. <laughs> that's not my bars, that's his bars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's, yeah, yeah. that's what really drew me to him. Like, he's saying stuff with so much, like, it could have so much flow, so much... But he's saying it in a way that he's actually talking to you. Like, and I was like, damn. Yeah, I hear that. that that's, that's the line everyone would be like, shut up, stop saying <laughs> But hey, look at me now. <laughs> exactly. I'm on the level um, playing field, cars. <laughs> yeah, you know it. <laughs> so one question that we normally ask people, because everyone <laughs> we've had so far, I think, has done a bit of producing. Yeah. But... I wanted to ask you, so we normally ask, have you got any production techniques that you can share with us? But for you, are there any vocal techniques that you can share with us that maybe you think are unique to you or something that you've you've learned through experience? Um, I'd say breathing. Breathing, breathing. is the biggest yeah, one. That's a good one. Um, a lot of my, because I talk fast anyway, it's because I breathe fast. When I slow it down, and I speak a bit more. So if I'm explaining an IT problem to someone at work and I say, well, actually, this is what the problem is. Now I'm speaking slower. I'm speaking in a form that you can actually understand me and follow me. Yeah. Whereas if I was at home, like, yeah, bro, basically you go, go grab that and you just chuck it in there. Then you go, oh, remember, <laughs> done. But um, I'd say breathing definitely helps because when you breathe in, you sort of ground yourself, your legs and your shoulders, they get heavier. Yep. And then you breathe out. It's just breathing. It's- breathing is very, very important. That's the big thing with comedy as well, isn't it? Like comedic timing and mm. and 
having a joke where you pause and that sort of thing. And I think like all sorts, it applies to performance at, at one at scale and then just talking to someone so they understand as well. Like, yeah. Brilliant how you put it. And and green so, tea. Green tea. <laughs> yes. And green tea, yeah. But that's if you have a cold, I I do peppermint and and honey. Ooh, ooh, and good for the stomach too. Record. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if you're really sick though, ginger tea. That's it's it yeah, tastes like shit, go-to. but it's, that, it works. You know, what, it's awful, but it's my go-to. So yeah, um, <laughs> Hamza, you can ask uh, the beetroots a lot. Uh, you you were fortunate enough to join when I haven't been sick. <laughs> I have this cough that actually lingers for about three months. Fuck and that. I'll just be coughing. I'm like, wah, wah, wah. Um, at least you haven't had it during I, this time because I've people been like, would. <laughs> Thank God I don't have it during like COVID. Because um, <laughs> everyone would run from me. <laughs> would just be it's good if you like personal space. Then everyone yeah. runs. <laughs> true, true. I mean, I've had three months of like personal space right now. Yeah, yeah. fair enough, man. <laughs> it's like everyone's doing a little dance or a duel. Have you not seen the video for Michael Jackson beat it? Yes, I don't and you know, they they pull out the knives and they're like, doo, yeah. doo, and they're working in circles. That's literally social distancing right now. <laughs> yeah, fair man. Another question that I wanted to ask is yeah. about live gigs. Uh, after mm. lockdown, have you got any plans to perform? Um, what what what's your feelings about live music at the moment? If it's there, I'm there. Yeah, um, I've been part of a few like you know live performances and stuff via zoom and it's not the same no it's, mm. not. it's not the same no way definitely not yeah um what sort of venues would you like to perform at i mean like obviously if you had the choice oh two but realistically like if say if tomorrow everything opens up and covid mm. disappears where could we potentially see non from uh word on the street word up london because that's back Mind Over Matter, which is a brilliant, honestly, shout out to Mind Over Matter because that's a brilliant um, spoken word spot. It's for like, you know, singers, poets, writers. You don't even have to be someone that actually rhymes your words. You can just be at the look, I've got something to say. I want to write. Like an open mic type thing. It's Yeah, yeah. So it's it's an open mic and it's just brilliant because it brings so much light to um, mental health, Mm. um, mental health awareness. There's been times where I've actually been left in like tears because I've just heard something that's just so heavy and I'm like, rah, like that was so powerful. I didn't expect to hear that. Uh, yeah. And nor would you hear something about. like that. Nor would anyone have the bravery to 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 say that at some other kind of event. So big yeah. up mind over matter, big up Fisky, Paul, LDN, Bop. Real shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what else? Well, oh, music and words, of course. Music and words, that's Matt's. Right event and and empowered empowered is like you know that's what i started on man that's 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 where my life changed man i think i can definitely say something about your music you're very authentic like everything i've heard from you You (laughs) (laughs) it's it's all like it feels real you know like you you hear a lot of rappers and Mm. it's all you know fake and a lot Mm. lot of artists are just bragging about stuff that they don't have. Mm. <laughs> Whereas you, Non-existing I feel chains. like, I, I listen to one track and I know your inner thoughts and feelings <laughs> and like, it's great. My, you don't hear that a lot. You see these headphones on my ears, right? They're not going to fit me anymore because my head is like, my <laughs> ego is being filled right now. 
Humza thinks I'm sick. No, no, no. Um, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. And, and to be fair, like I have a rule, which is, I don't write just for the sake of it. Which also, mm. it's a double-edged sword because it means a lot of my stuff is authentic because it's coming from a real place. I always say, doesn't matter how, um, for the listeners, I'm doing air quotes, doesn't matter how simple your stuff is. If mm. it's come from the heart, someone is going to resonate with it, even if it's just one person. Exactly. That, exactly. that is enough. That's um, beautiful. That's what it's about. Exactly. So, I, you know, because it's being written from the heart, you know, it's coming from a real place. But what mm. that also means is I don't really get to sharpen my skills. Right. So <laughs> I fall into the trap of, rah, all my poems sound the same. Rah, I don't know any big words, you know, <laughs> like mm. that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it, but the, the reason I do that is because I have um, written just for the sake of it. I got invited to perform at this place in Reading and I was like, okay, I need to bring levels. This is, you know, mm. this is out of my hometown now. Um, and I wrote for the sake of it. And because I didn't feel it, I didn't memorize any of the lyrics. I was, I didn't know how it flowed, anything like that. Yeah. And it was honestly one of my worst performances. And I've never just right. written for the sake of it because of that. Because That's I, important though. It's a learning I, curve. Oh yeah, yeah it's definitely. I'm yeah. glad it happened early on before people started recording me. Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then it happened in, you know, yeah. then yeah. now. Now I, I definitely feel that like if I if I've got something to say the bars write themselves you know mm. whereas mm. if if I just come to a page and then I'm like oh I need to write something today because mm. we got these tracks coming out then Rarely I definitely works. feel there's it it's, there's definitely a gap in quality there yeah it's kind uh, of like yeah. a long album <laughs> yeah <laughs> full circle very nice looking <laughs> it back beautiful so. We have bigged up your yep. ego. Now we're yes, going to crush have. it. Ooh. Dang. Are you ready? This is this nope. is our quick quick fire Q&A. This is, this right? is going to so, make or break your career, man. Just saying. I don't... I'm, I told you, I don't know how to express myself. What the hell? <laughs> no, no, no. So I'm going to ask a question. Mm. You have to respond very quickly, like a couple seconds. It's going to be back Try. and forth. There's not too many, so don't worry, but you will be graded and heavily <laughs> criticised on your answer. Yeah. So... Wow. <laughs> Right, you ready? Go on. What's your favourite colour? Purple. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? No, 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 no. Even though I don't mind it, but no. I <laughs> uh, have to mark you incorrect on that one. Tea or coffee, what brand? Um, I don't know. PG tips because I don't know coffee brands. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh. iPhone or Android? Um, Android because I've got Android. <laughs> You got one correct. Really? Opinions on Marmite. Never had it. You've never had Marmite? Never had Marmite. Have you seen the colour of my skin? <laughs> never had no, Marmite. No, but I, I've had Marmite. I've, I've loads, everyone's had Marmite. Yeah, true. <laughs> never had it. Missing out. You, we need to get you some Marmite. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. On us. The, the level playing field when they do like the chicken shop date or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you guys get sponsored. Yeah. When we do chicken shop date, you're the first one on it. <laughs> yes. Baby. Right. Uh, favorite TV show? Um, regular show. Regular show. I've not watched mm -hmm. that, but I've had very I've good things. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. I have to say, I think you failed that overall. That's uh, subjective. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. They, these are 100% factual questions. Fair enough. That, you know, we, we, we've had a research done and these are the correct mm. answers. So 
Am Fuß ist nicht immer Science. Not mehr up to standards. Backed by Science and Colgate. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Right. Thank you for coming on today. You've been a wonderful guest. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me. This was so... Um, this was entertaining, man. This was awesome. <laughs> Thanks for coming Brilliant. on, man. Go for, what's your at on Instagram? Uh, <laughs> nomfom underscore official. I think that's one. At nomfom underscore official. Go follow him. See? Wicked. Thank you so much. Right. Thank you. Love you guys. Take care. Bye. So, album one or EP one mm. is by SL. It's called Selhurst SE25. Oh, yes. Now, normally I would advise against putting your postcode on the internet. <laughs> but, I mean, in, in the drill scene, it's a pretty standard place, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, this this is an amazing EP. I mean, every single track. we just got 10 minutes here. But for me, every single one hit. Say the the brevity is to its benefit. Yeah, definitely. There's, there's not a dull moment. But what was your impression of SL before going into this? I've always seen him as a pioneer. Obviously, his stuff used to be pretty classic drill, um, pretty mm. classic UK drill. But then he kind of started to venture into his own sound, explore his own avenues, a bit of a trailblazer, yeah. if you will, with singles such as Tropical. And that's where he kind of pioneered the term tropical drill and that's a very great yeah. term for his own unique sound that no one else is doing yeah. uh, from what i've heard anyway yeah no i i only found out about him last year when we went to denzel curry and, and saw him and we, we've talked about him on this podcast like i've, I've loved him ever since yeah, yeah so a lot of, a lot of these tracks have been teased for a while Little Bird, it feels like it's been teased for ages by Kenny Beats. Mm. So the hype for this was massive. It was in the start of the, the Hit the Block video. Yeah, and let's go into Hit the Block, because that was the first yeah, single man. to come out. Hit the block, I got all you want, I got all you need, fuck your bro. I got loads of pro, I got hella tree, that your hoe, good at taking bone, better on her knees. And I, I love that from the first time I heard Same. it, it's still Same. just as hard. It's it's produced by Quez Darko, who's known for his slow tie work. The beat's great. I mean, I don't. It's kind of weird to me because there's nothing insane about it, but it just feels really menacing, bass heavy. Just yeah, it's it's just the the vibe of the track is is, yeah. It's a very hard hitting beat. The bass is rattling. It's disgusting. Obviously, you got those high notes that just come in. And it's just like, yeah. and that main riff as well, man. It's terrifying. You, and yeah, I don't know, it just sounds like exactly. a dark warehouse. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like that's the feeling they were going for. And yeah. they've, they've achieved it, man. Part pa Sally yeah. is one of my favourite new artists. And he does an amazing job on here. I think both oh, yeah. Part and SL are sounding absolutely menacing in their own rights. You know, SL is yeah. using his laid-back flow and his voice and his sense of humour, and Paz just coming through with these fucking bars and like his own his own unique aggression and the whole thing's just yeah. fucking brilliant, brilliant track. It is. It's like Paz. He's kind of he 
comes across quite aggressive in what you're talking about, you know, like killing and guns and that sort of thing, but still very witty and clever about it. Exactly. SL's just so charismatic, man. Like, exactly. on That's this it. track, he's That's just talking word. about getting sucked off, basically, <laughs> but he exactly. does it so well and, and so descriptive. It's brilliant. She do magic with her head, had my noddy out of use. <laughs> It's just I, I love herself and like he's so good at being playful and fun. Mm. And yeah, it's so good. On to bad luck, our first Kenneth instrumental. This this track's hard as well. This is my nice. track of the week when it came out. The eight oh eights are incredible, as always, from Kenny Beats. The samples are perfect. At no point does it feel repetitive. And SL just comes in with this catchy catchy verse. That's something mm. I've realised from listening to this EP. SL's like a king of catchy hooks. Definitely. Every hook he does is so good. <laughs> exactly, yeah. He's, he's not got a bad one here. Um, on this, it's just like, bad luck, heard he got grub, took that set on vacation. It's just the way he delivers the lines. It's, it's so great. I agree, man. And one of the great things about this track is this is a very classic sounding Kenny beat, you know, and it mm. sounds fucking clean as always from Kenny. But I think the key thing here is that it marries very well with SL's tone and flow. And the whole thing yeah. just feels very, very natural. Oh, yeah. I feel like a lot of people might be worried when you've got UK artists kind of going out and venturing onto American beats. You know, Skeptic said it once, everyone doing covers of American beats. You know, it kind of loses its authenticity and its, its UK flavour. But not the case here. Um, yeah, no, you definitely felt yeah. like that's kept within it. I feel like, because we, we reviewed H recently and there's a lot of comparisons we can draw to that. Because that was an EP that came out. It's only 20 minutes. That had Kenny Beats opening mm. it up. Um, but I felt like Kenny Beats, like he delivered again with the instrumentals, but that the H and Kenny Beats relationship there, I don't think worked as well as it does here. Mm. I feel like H couldn't carry the song as much as SL like sounds great on it. Definitely. I feel like with H, the beats outshined H. Yep. Oh yeah, Absolutely. definitely. hundred times here over. They're, they're working in unison. Exactly. That was a criticism of Lady Gaga actually, was that, the production often outshined her and they didn't really feel like they married well together. But mm. as you've said, on this, yin and yang, brilliant combination. 100%. And I feel like it's shown off best in the next track, Little Bird. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cause, I love this Like one. I said, this has been hyped up forever. Mm. <laughs> Constantly seeing it, Instagram Live to Twitch, Kenny Beats keeps playing it. And he's, he's got another one with Heady One that he keeps playing that I'm waiting for. Really? Yes. Oh. That, that one sounds hard as well. But this this I was waiting for, and it, it's so hype, man. It starts off with this weird Mellotron, I think, and then it hits you with the bass and strings, and SL comes in and got so gassed. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I hadn't actually heard this one before, um, despite it being released as a single. Um, but yeah. As you said earlier, it was in the intro of the Hit the Block video. Um, but yeah, this is, yeah, classic Kenny Beat. Starts off very moody, quite ambient. 
and and you wonder where it's gonna go, man. Kenny's like <laughs> cap- captivated you, and yeah. then it goes into this this disgusting little string riff, and he just builds yeah. the beat beat so gracefully, man. And it's it's a really really great change of vibe. And we've mentioned how Alchemist and Madlib they knit the beats. <laughs> Kenny is a blacksmith. I think that's the best way of putting it, man. <laughs> Just salmon. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I like I like that. That's a brilliant analogy. Um, but yeah, I think we've got to talk about SL's bars here because they're just so fun. Like the the chorus, little bird got her off the curb, liked to throw it back, and she kept her word. Then she upped to gear, took it into third. Like the the flows mm. are like no one else at the moment, and some of the wordplay here is great. Talk tough, then I'm aiming at your mandible. You got loud grub, then I eat it like a cannibal. <laughs> uh, I've got one more. Regular pop, but the kitties think magical. it's magical. <laughs> Hit the mini mark, then invest in some capital. Yeah, man. It's it's poetry. <laughs> shout, shout out SO. Recommending investing in assets. Good, good yes. on him. Um. Yeah, I think kind of going on from what we were saying earlier is that Kenny also seems to be really embracing the UK sound. Um, yeah, and you know even just with the bass and like the slides and that, he's paying attention to the styles. And this is the key thing: it doesn't feel like he's trying to rip the culture or like use it for his own benefit. Not in like a kind of culture mm. vulture way, which is kind of how I felt about Drake doing drill um but it feels like he really admires this genre and he's trying to add his own flavor to it which is what i think kind of delving into a genre should be more about i think that's kind of what makes me like with kenny beats i'm a super fan of him i think one of the reasons for that is he is a student of music exactly like not just that he went to music school and did all that but as in he will listen to the sounds of a genre he will study it and then he will pick it up and he can produce that himself and he can do this from from everything from like heavy metal he's he did a heavy metal album recently and he's working with idols and all these people and then he can do trap and then he can do R&B and come in and do drill he doesn't feel like he's one of those producers who's just arrogant and is that thing so yeah mm. I'm, I'm Kenny Beats I'm established I, f- I f- fucking do whatever it's like he's always it always seems to me like he's trying to learn and embrace new yep. shit and that's what I think a good producer does okay leave me alone now this was possibly my favourite Kenny B on here mm. because the samples here are just so weird. Mm. And I love how he flipped it. You still got this hard 808s and, you know, what you expect. But it's yeah, it's just the song, it, it feels so unique. And like no other, like no combo could bring this kind of song to you. Like mm. you need SL and Kenny Beats mm. 50-50. SL's just got, again, the playful fun bars. He kind of reminded me of DWE here. DWE can do this kind of fun, playful voice as well. <laughs> and I see a lot of similarities in them. But yeah, it's, yeah. It's still very, they're still very unique in their own manner, but 
yeah, I was getting those kind of vibes. Yeah, this this and, was yeah. um this was the first new one um on the EP. It was the only one that wasn't released beforehand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was very different for us. So, um, it feels like it almost feels like some kind of story time beat in a way, and <laughs> it's probably the most musical on here in terms of the kind of chord changes and that. But yeah, verse two, man. Let's just talk about verse two because it's like <laughs> it's just completely different from anything I've ever heard from any rapper, let alone a drill rapper. You know, it's it's almost yeah. like he's talking down to you, and that's way more convincing and condescending than all these rappers just like screaming expensive brand names in your ear or like <laughs> all the people they've put in the spliff or, or whatever, you know. It's SL, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it feels real, man. It feels authentic. It flows so fun as well. Yo, bro, did you know, though, she was bobbing like a yo-yo. <laughs> that's a low blow. We ain't sniffing on no coco. That's a no-no. Heard they came in my postcode. That's a no-go. Exactly, that. No one else <laughs> is doing that flow. That's <laughs> a cool bit of a uh, beat trivia. At 2.01, he says the word rattle, and there is, in fact, a rattle sound in the right ear. So be sure to listen out to that, and there's probably listen out for that. That's definitely a Kenny Beats thing. Oh, like, yeah. There's uh, probably I way more before, that I've not noticed. On, on Twitch, he'll open up his project files, and he'll open up the simplest, like, just drum-driven beat, and you'll see there's so many tracks that he puts in mm. there because he just puts all these little bits that you wouldn't even ambient flavor, noises and, and bits that you wouldn't even pick up straight away. You really have to listen out for, but that's, it just shows how much like care and attention he throws into these really simple beats. Sonic seasoning. Should we, should we wrap up? Let's wrap up. So I thought this, this EP was incredible. There wasn't a dull moment and yeah, it was, it was brief 10 minutes but that's all we really needed. I think anything else might have dragged it out. It's perfect as is in my eyes. Yeah, man. Overall, obviously, this is a very short project. It's only 10 minutes. But it's like you said, man. SL has done more in 10 minutes than H probably will <laughs> on a full album. And yeah. the reason I'm comparing it to H is obviously because of the Kenny production, you know, rising um, UK rapper. Not only that, I think they're in the same kind of sphere of influence mm. you know like they're, they're definitely targeting the same people 100 percent. Yeah, uk um kind of outside of the drill scene um yeah so i think you can definitely make the comparisons there but for me sl does it so much oh, yeah, better 100%. so much more authentic and i feel more like charisma if sl goes full out drill he'll do it yeah like you said with charisma with authenticity whereas h i feel it's not quite there, I think. Very mediocre. It doesn't feel real. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, obviously, as well, uh, there's so much more experimentation here. He sounds mm. so much more interesting. Like He's doing way more <laughs> does, The lyrics are yeah. much more entertaining to listen to. And there's just a much greater variety of styles on this tape. Um, yeah. Yeah, This it's not some amazing spectacle, but... It's 10 minutes of fun, laid-back tunes, and it kind of demonstrates his open-mindedness and his potential a lot more than anything else he's ever done. And I'm very excited now to hear what SL will do on a full album if he chooses to release one soon. Um, and I think yeah, this is one definitely. of the objectives that SL had in mind when, when, he, when he made this. 
I hope he keeps the relationship with Kenny Beats oh, going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like this is solid what they've produced here. Um, and yeah, I'm just excited to to hear what he does next. Hundred percent. So as such, for me, this is a solid eight out of ten. Eight out of ten, yeah, that's respectable, man. I gave it a seven out of ten. So yeah, still a good school. I'm excited to hear what he does next. So why a seven and, and not any higher? Well, basically, I know that SL, when he releases, wherever he releases next, he can do something even better, even crazier, even out there. He's here. Here he's kind of laying the laying the roots, the foundations. Do you think so? Yeah, and I think wherever he's going to come with next is going to be better. I think it's going to be crazier. Fair enough. Album So, album two is "Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon" by Pop Smoke. Yes. Now, it it's kind of half by Pop Smoke and half Fifty Cent. I feel like because obviously he passed away and we don't know how much of this album was complete at that point. 50 Cent came in and had to give us this this full full picture of what the album could be. So it's it's kind of a weird one to to critically break down, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you'd be judging 50 Cent more than anything else on how he's curated yeah. this album as the executive producer. Obviously, he was faced with a challenge. It's hard doing posthumous stuff and not kind of milking the memory of the artist as is seen with a lot of artists. Um, And yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, we've we've had Mac Miller recently. I thought that was an incredible album. I've not listened to it, but I've still good things. Definitely give that a listen because it was like, I'd never really heard him doing this more laid back singing kind of, jazzy soulful mm. stuff whereas kind of I, I, ne- I was never into his rapping but even with that album it was yeah he'd kind of finished it i feel like it's always i feel like it's always a question of what would the artist want and would they be happy because mm. obviously life after death for example that's probably the most classic posthumous album i can think of yeah um or I, th- I think given the circumstances and the content they had that's an, an incredible album but then you've got artists like, for example, and I'm just going to put this out there. I can't stand this man's music, but X, XSX, Tentacion, <laughs> fucking hate his music. But A lot of people love him, so you're going to be annoying a lot of people. I really don't care. I can't stand him. I've never liked him. <laughs> I never will. Um, but I will admit, after he died, you know, and to this day, his whole life's work has just been completely milked by his estate. By his family, the label, mm. etc., and yep. yeah, still doing numbers. Same with Little Peep, um, mm. who I also dislike. Um, right. But yeah, the same thing happened with Dilla, with Prince, and honestly, posthumous albums are very hit and miss. I, th- I think if you're in a contract, I feel like it's inevitable. Like they'll keep milking you till after you die. So, what was your experience with Pop Smoke? I'd heard the big hits and I did like him, but it was for this discussion that I wanted to properly get into him. So I listened to his past few tapes that he hasn't released an album till now. Mm. I think they they were just tapes. Uh, But yeah, all really solid stuff from what I've heard. He's got a very unique voice, which I love. Mm. And yeah, what about you? A first impression of Pop Smoke, unfortunately, was on the Nav album, which isn't great. (laughs) I'm sure that's not what, what, Pop Smoke would want, but um, no, nah, I, I 
when this album dropped and I knew we were going to be breaking it down, I'd listened to Meet the Woo. That was that was pretty good. Um, yeah. Welcome to the Party was a great tune, I thought. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much my experience with him. I just wanted to make sure my first impression of him wasn't his work released while he was dead. I don't think that would be right. <laughs> Um, yeah but yeah obviously definitely. he's got that unique baritone voice um no one else really sounds like him and yeah let's get into the album let's do it we've got an intro bad bitch from tokyo short sweet good track i thought it starts out the album pretty well what do you think yeah it's got wonder girl in production legendary producer yes. it's a very epic opener um the instrument was great it's not really much else to say here i don't think sets the scene no. Short, what it sweet, is it's good nice I did really like the second track though that and that was, was another one. Wonder Girl production Aim for the Moon yeah I thought this was Aim for the Moon was very well produced the beat's really hard the drill 808s are perfectly done um, yeah it, I thought it was great uh, the, the chorus it's very repetitive. It's I was getting pretty yeah. much just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I feel like this wasn't meant to be the final chorus. I've got a feeling like this is placeholder. Which make him do probably. Yeah, but even then, I feel like the vibe of this track is so good that it doesn't really matter. It's good. It, like, it would I've be good live. About, I think. Yeah, I've talked about repetitive lyrics and how they annoy me. If they're done well and here, I feel like it works with the vibe. It's just fun. It's yeah. like not taking it too seriously. I feel like this works great. And even Quavo sounds great, which is high praise for me. Yeah. Um, it establishes the drill feel as well with uh, the flow, the swung hats, the bass slides, all of that. They do some, some pretty cool auto-tune harmonies at one point in the track as well, which is pretty good. Um, but you mentioned Quavo as well. Now, we'll come on to this in a bit more detail later. But of all the features on this album, Quavo's easily the best, in my opinion. Um, and yes, a good thing he's the first feature on the album, in my opinion. Right, so track three is For The Night. Now, there was a bit of controversy with this because the samples came from a producer called Wilo and he was never actually credited. Really? But And what they did is they, so they took the samples, recreated them, and then never credited him. Oh, So a bit, bit shady on that front. That's not good. Not, not sure about that one, 50 Cent. But uh, yeah, Mike Dean's got a credit on here. Yeah, I'm I not sure what that. he did. I think... Um... Yeah, the beats are right. It's, I can hear Dean on the kind of twangy little guitar interjections, the little piano bits, the counter melodies and all of that. I'm guessing that's Mike Dean, but I don't feel like this beats Mike Dean enough. <laughs> when I see Mike Dean, I want big synths. I want shit like we got on 420, yeah. man. This just feels tame. <laughs> um, sure. I'm not going to lie, I didn't like this song. But I mean, you didn't like it. I thought it was really good, actually. I thought it shows like Pop Smoke to me he's shown his versatility on this album like he can do hard shit he can do soft stuff he can sing you know i i really love the versatility of him mm. i thought the beat was pretty good i liked it um for me the features i wasn't so sure about lil baby i'm not a fan of no, just... i didn't like his verse and i'd really rather he was not on here 
to be honest. Um, da Baby, though, only has one flow. <laughs> yeah, man. He sounds the same on every song. Yeah. Um... And here, he did feel a bit out of place because, I mean, unless he's on his own stuff, he's always going to feel a bit out of place because yeah. he, he's got one tone, he's got one voice that he sticks yeah, I, to, and that's I didn't, it. I didn't... I strongly disliked both features on this track. Um, I'm not a fan of Lil Baby. I don't like his voice. I don't like his sound. I thought the bars here were very basic. Um, I can't see what he's bringing to the table. And that baby just sounds shit. As you said, very repetitive, same flow, nothing unique about him. Very subpar, very typical bars. I don't see why. Other than for sales, that baby is is unique in that. I, I mean, straight up, all his songs sound exactly the same. Yes. There's, there's no way there's of no, there's it. no denying it, man. It's like actually comical listening to his songs. In that, it sounds like the same 808 sound. Sounds like the same producer throughout it, and his flow never changes. Exactly, man. It's whack. There's no other way of putting it. It's whack. <laughs> but yeah. It, it, no, it's it's actually impressive how <laughs> how he's like, managed to stay one so, trick he is so monotonous. <laughs> it's, one it's dimensional. Not like a, he sounds monotonous. It's just the fact that every song is the same. Yeah, literally in the sense of vibe. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I, I wasn't I wasn't a fan of this. Yeah, this this should have been like a softer, smoother, relationshipy song. Lil Baby and Da Baby did not bring that to this. And instead of bringing like another flavor, another take on it, they just kind of fell flat and Absolutely. felt out of place. I have to agree. 44 Bulldog is the next track. Um, the intro to this track, I thought was so hype. It, it's just him going, Brody gone what? Brody gone woo? But the way he delivers it and just, just the energy into it is so fun, man. And I felt like instrumental wise, the, the 808s were kind of disappointingly weak. Because Pop Smoke's vocals were so strong. And I felt like the kick was really good, but it had no bite, no drive to back it up. You know, you want you want the hard drill weight, the voo, the sub bass sound. It was just a like, mm. kind of quite clean cut. And um yeah, I feel like it didn't didn't match up with the intensity that Pop Smoke was delivering. He sounded villainous on this, like actually scary. I thought it's great. What do you think of it? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I didn't find anything of interest in this track. I thought it was a very, really? very standard beat. Pop Smoke wasn't really grabbing me. I mean, he sounds good, but it's, of course he's going to sound good. He's he's Pop Smoke. Um, but yeah, <laughs> nothing was really grabbing me in this track. Um, instrumental, I wasn't a fan of. Yeah, lyrically, I feel like with Pop Smoke. All over this album, all his work. Don't listen to well, it the, the thing lyrics. is, I, I don't think we click with him like we would SL just because of we've grown up in different places, mm. isn't it? He's, he's very New York. And I feel like his lyrics probably <clears throat> click with people from his ends a lot better. Oh, yeah. Whereas SL, uh, I do feel like SL's got all the charisma and playfulness in his bars. But even then, I feel like we click with UK better. 100% that's just natural. York, yeah. I, I found like if if I did understand what he was talking about, I'd think about it a bit more. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, it's not natural, as natural as it I is. I think a itself. lot of the, it's interesting you're talking about lyrics and kind of relating to the rappers because a lot of the American rappers that 
I personally enjoy, like Freddie Gibbs, like Biggie, that a lot of that is based on their ability to kind of paint a picture, you know, yeah. you know, paint scenarios and situations that I would understand, you know, but they just they managed to describe it so well and so vividly through the English through the English language, and I don't know. I feel with Pop Smoke is more reliant on the vibe. And if you know, you know, kind of thing. Um, but I'm just going off yeah. what what I know. Pop Smoke lyrically, I'll find nothing, nothing special about him. From what I see, it's just fairly generic lyrics. I wouldn't say generic as such. I think they serve the purpose. I think they that they like hard when they need to be, and they they do the job. It's nothing incredible. It's nothing that I'd go into and dissect, but it serves the purpose it's a hot take but I, I don't know if he would be doing the numbers that he's doing if it wasn't for his voice if you take exactly the same <laughs> lyrics and put in a rapper with just a more normal voice I don't think it's just I think it's the delivery the the charisma the way he comes across I think it's all of that mm, I don't know fair enough okay I want to talk about gangsters very quickly because I thought that the key samples and like the piano in that would sound right at home on a Dr. Dre track. Yeah, I thought this felt like a 50 Cent beat, to be honest. <laughs> I, I don't know if that is 50 Cent's influence mm. or it was meant to be like that. But yeah, the chorus is really smooth on here. He does actually sound a bit like 50 Cent. It's very 50 Cent influenced. But yeah, it was a great track overall. I, I thought. thought it was okay as far as a, a raw drill track. But <laughs> other than that, again, wasn't feeling it. So you want to talk about Creature? Yeah, let's do it. So Creature, this is Sway Lee on it. Sway Lee of Ray Shrimid. Um, The beat here is, it's a great drill beat, I'm going to be honest. Mm. It's heavy, it's colourful. I fucking love the bass in this. I thought... I, I loved, yeah. there was there was this like video game sounding synth that played. I thought that sounded great. It was like arpeggiated or something. It was that was brilliant. I yeah, I agree with you. The, the beat was great on here. Yeah, man. Sound, the samples, everything. I thought it flowed really nicely, both uh, Swaley and Pop Smoke, and it flowed sonically as well. The whole thing felt very cohesive. Um, yeah, this this beat sounded really great. Again, lyrics very 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 standard sonically, vibe wise, good shit. See, I wasn't really a big fan of Sway Lee on here, which is weird because it's kind yeah, of like a either. Sway Lee song with a Pop Smoke verse. Yeah. But I thought his chorus was very mediocre. I didn't really like his verse. I, I liked his bridge that he did halfway through. I'm, I'm not a fan but, of Sway Lee either. I'm not a fan of his style, but that's all over this album, so I kind of had to adjust to it when I was listening to this. Um, so I'm, hmm. trying to, I'm trying to look at it as objectively as I can, but... I thought for for what it was, and that's the key word for what it was. Yeah, it was, it was all right. Um, I yeah, preferred this enough. more for for how the for, I preferred this more for how the whole thing sounded than anything else. Yeah. So the next track, snitching, oh, snitching. this one's my favorite on the album by Seth in the Kitchen. Yeah, man, I noticed that. <laughs> that's not why this is my favorite song, by the way. This is <laughs> sure. No, well, I say that. Sure. I say that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought Quavo sounded really, really nice on this one. I really liked his flow. Mm. I really liked his tone of voice. Um, 
I thought the hook was amazing. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but it worked really yep. well. Very infectious. Fun. Um, yeah, Quavo's great on this, and I can't stress that enough. Um, <laughs> the baseline, the main baseline, that was great. It worked really well with yeah. the little chimes and the driving track beat everywhere. Uh, it worked really well with the little chimes and the whole driving track beat. I feel like this is when trap is at its best, when it's not taking itself yes, seriously. That's the key thing. Like, yeah. I feel like Zach Fox has mastered this better than anyone. <laughs> Yeah, I have to agree, man. Um, um, 100%. And Future, I even, I thought yeah, he was he okay. Pretty good on this, he felt kind of offbeat, but it's fine. I thought the, the lyrics, you can't get more standard Future than this. But <laughs> yeah. as far as the flow, it was good. Um, he seems to be experimenting with his voice a little bit more as well, which was one of my main criticisms of High of Life. Um, about yep. three minutes, it kind of feels like the vocals they're opening up a bit, and at about three eighteen, it feels like he's trying to imitate Pop Smoke by going like this really deep kind of husky voice, which I thought sounded pretty yeah. cool. Um, at least it's not just monotonous auto tune, typical standards future that we've heard before. I think the fact yep. behind him having more hits than the Beatles can be contested, but I get the sentiment. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, overall, I, I like this track. It was. It was definitely my favorite one on on the whole album. Uh, "Make It Rain" was the lead single. What did you make of this? This was a very heavy beat. It was also very raw, but the energy was there. Um, Pop yep. Smoke was flowing quite nicely on this. There was a cool little key change towards the end of the verses, and Rowdy Rebel, who was part of Bobby Schmurder's crew, G sixty nine, his verse was recorded on a prison telephone, which is very gritty. He phoned yeah. in. <laughs> yeah good one <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah it was, this was a very gritty verse the character was all there um I'll, yeah yeah this is, was all right that's not one I'll, i'm likely to come back to but for what it was it was it was the lead single it was right i i really liked it i thought the chorus is so hard the beat's great um yeah i, I even liked the the phoned in verse because <laughs> um you can tell, like, that's not even an iPhone recording. That's a prison phone exactly. recording. Exactly. <laughs> iPhone recordings are um, good. And Kanye records in his iPhone. But yeah, I'm I'm impressed with how he delivered that verse, as good as it is, given the circumstance. Mm. But yeah, I, I thought Pop Smoke was great on here. Feature was great. Loved it. Mm. Cool. Next track is The Woo. Yes, this was the big one. What do you think of this? Um, so it features 50 Cent and Roddy Rich. Um, mm. now, I'm not familiar with Roddy Rich. I know he had a big hit called The Box. Um, I've not listened to that. No, that was The Baby. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, from what I've heard of him, sounds like a very standard singer-rapper. Wasn't really a fan. I thought the instrumental was nice. Right. Um, there was a nice little guitar loop. There's a nice tremolo, kind of wire interjections. There's all these little intricacies, like the bongos and, and, all, and all that shit everywhere. Um, the, the hook I thought was catchy and I thought that 50 sounded quite good yep. lyrically he was going with the rest of the album in that very standard lyrics but yeah he, he sounded <laughs> right. good which is yeah more than I can ask I thought 50 Cent was great to hear here I feel like he's here because he thought this going to be the big hit 
Yes. But he, like, regardless of that, he sounds great. But I would have liked him on some other tracks. Mm. I think you would have done even better. Uh, yeah, really solid beat. Love the chorus. Uh, Roddy Rich was like, so Roddy Rich is the big thing at the moment because of the box and like he's doing numbers. Felt like he was a bit much on this track, to be honest. The ooh woo woo auto tune vocals. It sounded a bit mental on this it, track, to be it honest. It makes sense on paper. It makes sense on paper that this would be the, the big seller. Yeah. And I believe it is the most popular from the album at the moment. But I don't feel, I feel like they all, all three of them are kind of doing a different song almost. Yeah. Like it doesn't as work far as cohesiveness, too well it's together. Not really the best. Yeah. Cohesiveness, definitely. But the candy shop line did make me smile. Yeah. 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 Nice little interpolation there. <laughs> you can't deny that. <laughs> I thought um, Pop Smoke's yeah, verse was, that was pretty good. Um, well, it sounded yeah, good anyway. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then obviously there was a key change back up and it went back into the chorus. Mm. That was very nice. Yeah. He, he might have done that verse for a different song and then 50 Cent thought, yeah, oh, it's it. perfect for <laughs> this. Yeah. And then he just chucked it in. But it was done very well, so mm. can't hate on it. Cool. Now the next track, West Coast Shit. Yeah. I love this one. It was, it I thought was it was right. so fun. It was all right. I, th- I thought it was, it, it just sounded like they were having fun together not taking themselves seriously. Like we said with the other tracks, that's when Trap's at its best. Uh, I saw a video on Twitter of them recording in the studio. It's like Quavo and Pop Smoke. And it just, yeah, the, that cap, that vibe that they had in the studio is captured in the song. I was very happy to see Quavo again on the track list. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought the beat was great. It was produced by Mustard. It was very dark, very eerie very high energy um yeah but tiger he's a shit rapper in my opinion <laughs> and he sounds he sounds <laughs> as so. bland as ever on this man but right. when you take tiger out of the equation um i thought both pop smoke and quaver did a good job um i thought See. his lyrics were again as were the rest of the album very typical braggadocious content Lots of shouting out designer brands, which is one of my biggest gripes with a lot of modern rappers. Um, I, can't, I can't say that enough. But as far mm. as Quavo goes, there were some classic Quavo moments, such as Skirt in the Dirt. That was my favorite. But yeah, I thought this was a pretty good track. Mm. Minus Tiger. But it wasn't, it wasn't anything yeah. special. It was good for what it was. I think I said... Like, we, we've got Lil TJ on a song here, and I think with both of them, they're not my favourites, but the way I feel about them is they're so mediocre, I can just kind of ignore them. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, it doesn't really matter if they're on a song, because they're just there. It's They don't add or take away, in my opinion. It's just opinion. that time you're listening to them, you could be listening to something better. I feel that, yeah, but the, the song itself is great, so it's not too much of an yeah, issue. It was all right, it was all right. It was a decent song. I want to talk about the next two because these were easily my least favorite on the album. So I think there's kind of a switch up at this point where in quality it kind of it switches from what we've had is it's like a lot of hard hitting, aggressive, you know, all of that, mm. and now we're switching up, and it feels like the second half of the album is more targeted towards a female de- demographic. We got song the next one's "Enjoy Yourself," which is talking to a girl, enjoy, you know, you need to enjoy yourself. Um, yeah, I think that, that carries through for the next few tracks. Enjoy yourself. 
is easily my least favorite song on the album. Fucking hated it. <laughs> um, I thought it was very boring. Felt very croony. Felt very poppy. And the lyrics were completely substance free. I thought that Carol G's feature was pretty whack. It was just going on from the trend of Spanish singers. Um, for example, Rosalia, who's been doing some work with Travis Scott recently. When you translate her yeah, verse, like the it. lyrics are fucking so... <laughs> it, it's not It's not even that they're terrible lyrics. It's just like, what is the point? Like, they're, they're, they're trash lyrics. They're so fucking generic. Do you- what if they work in Spanish? Uh, maybe, but as far as the sentiment, I feel like a lot of Pop Smoke's image is street shit and like a raw kind of voice for the streets. If you can't translate it yourself, I think you should just go off the sound of it and now she delivers yeah. it. Because it doesn't always Google I Translate. she's talking about does, the kind of street shit and the, the authenticity that Pop Smoke is known for. And even so, the whole track, it, well, the whole track itself, that kind of song, I, I don't think works on the album. So my take on this is, we talked about this with West Side Gun when he we did one of his songs that he was he was kind of singing and it was for for the ladies, you know. We we talked about how you kind of need a couple tracks like that. So like when you do your shows and your audience is not just male dominated. Does it work though? Yeah, I, well, I didn't like that song that West Side Gun did, and this I thought was fine. It's still going to be a skip for me, but I think it does the job that it's trying to do. I thought, because we had like three, four songs like this, to be honest, right until, yeah, around Diana on the track list, number 16. And I felt like this mood carried through all of them. Yeah, I I felt it was a bit much accumulated over each of these tracks. On this track specifically, it was was passable, could skip it. And yeah, I don't think it's that bad. Mm, Couldn't stand this one, man. Fair enough. And then that's not helped by its successor, Mood Swings featuring Little TJ. Yeah. Which is... This was very mediocre. This is, this is a contender for worst track. Possibly runner-up. <laughs> no, runner-up. Um, I've only yep. heard Little TJ on the Tory Lanez album that we discussed for episode three, I believe it was. Um, he was on war with Pop Smoke. He's known like... I've seen people saying they're a proper good combo. Yeah, well, I don't know if going I off that, this but... and off. Well, yeah, when I heard him on Tory's album, I thought he was shit. I've not listened to him since, and I came back to this. That's not changed. I thought his verse mm. here was nauseating. It was terrible, borderline unlistenable. I hate everything about his verse. <laughs> the lyrics are just eye rolling. Right. You know, it's it's. As I said, runner-up for worst song. Um, yeah. yeah. Really didn't like this one. I don't think Pop Smoke brought anything. And honestly, suck this one off. Fair enough. I mean, the next one's continuing this vibe of for the ladies. Uh, it covers a R&B song from the 90s by Tamiya. So Into You. Uh, so Into You, yeah. Mm. And I really like the instrumental. Then I started looking into it and found out it's just from that, yeah, that track. This is exactly what I thought, man. Um, I was like, yo, this is <laughs> this is mad. This is natural drums. It's organic instrumentation. It's a nice change of pace. Um, yeah. Okay. It's not the most original use of a sample I've ever heard. But at least it's a change uh, of pace, man. I think it's fine. At least it's a change of pace. Yeah. It's, it's a nice track. Um, it's, not, it's not really one I'd stick on. We've got Pop Smoke experimenting with auto-tune a bit as well. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, not, not my favorite track, but it was... I think it's right. fine. It He's done it well. Pop Smoke singing is decent enough. It's, it's like nothing to write home about, but it's fine. It's there. And yeah, I it thought exists. it's a solid tune. Uh, it's not bad by any means. Mm. The next track that I liked was Got It On Me, and I thought this was brilliant. It samples the 50 Cent song, Many Men, and I think it's better than that song. Really? I think, That's high praise. Yeah. I think the vocals on here sound amazing. But they genuinely do. They even at the end when they cut the beat out, Pop Smoke still sounds so good singing these yeah, vocals. The acapella at the end was um, nice. Yeah. And I I love this. I thought it was brilliant. It was all right. Um yeah, it was all right. Had some decent energy to it. Uh the interpolation and the sample was pretty cool. This I think this is my favourite on the album. Really? It it didn't do that much for me to be honest, but I I didn't dislike it, if I'm being if I'm being honest. <laughs> It, it, it was a weird experience for me because I, like, I do like that Many Men song, 50 Cent. That's I know classic. you're a big fan of Get Rich or Die Try. Yeah. And hearing him come and do it better is weird. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah. No, it's like a better version of Fair enough. a great song. And then the outro. Tunnel Vision. I thought this was a great outro oh, as well. Yeah. It's uh, nothing, nothing incredible, but wraps up the album nicely. You get the hard 808s come back in, solid tune. I thought this was a very fitting end Nothing to the album. Say. Um, it felt like a more real, kind of honest track from Smoke. Yeah. The beat was very fitting to his subject matter. Lyrically, this was probably Pop Smoke at his best on this album, I'd say. Um, yes. For example, look, God gave me a lot in some months, but it could go in a second. If I fuck the wrong bitch, I woke up in the wrong session. He's honest, and unfortunately, yeah. that is how he passed. Um, it was a home invasion, I believe. But, you know, he's basically saying right. that, you know, he's real, you know, street shit, it's no joke. Mm. And there is, there's some other lines like that, you know, they don't know what it means to have million dollar dreams. Then you wake up on the block and it's back to serving fiends. And yeah. that, I don't drink Bel Air, but I'm in Bel Air like Uncle Phil Rest line. In peace, Uncle Phil, man. That's different now, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the, definitely this is his his best lyrically can pull out a lot of lines here mm. and yeah solid yeah man should we wrap up overall let's do it uh i really like this album i thought 50 cent did a great job on a ah, i thought 50 cent did a great job on a 50 cent did a great job on it overall and it's it's a solid posthumous album man I, there's definitely criticisms that we've given and there, there's there's definitely like I feel the second half of the album isn't quite as good but for me like I said at the beginning you don't know how much Pop Smoke actually got to work on this before he passed away so I think overall solid album yeah I, th- I get that it's harder to, to finish a project when the artist is deceased but based on his previous work I feel like this isn't too far off from what we would have got if he was still alive. Mm. Um, so with that in mind and just judging it on the album itself, I thought it was very hit and miss. There were some tracks I liked, but there were more tracks that I disliked. I thought the album was a bit too long. Um, I thought the... F- I agree with you there, but I feel like the highlights were really good. I don't, man. I think that the only real highlight for me was snitching. 
Um, right. None of the other ones really resonated with me that much. And I feel there were a few compromises on Smoke's yep. authenticity on a few songs in this album. And yeah, there were definitely moments where I, I wasn't really convinced by his by his persona. Fair enough. I, I actually really liked his versatility on this. I thought he showed some new sides of him that we hadn't seen before. And I agree with what you said with the features. I don't think, I think Quavo is definitely the best oh, yeah. here. Um, but yeah, 50 Cent, I think, did a good job overall. His feature was good. And yeah, I wasn't really feeling much of the other guests on here. So what we're scoring it. What are you scoring it? For me, this is a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Nice. I've given this a 4.8 out of 10. 4.8, not a 5. Well, well, I originally gave it a 5, but I, I kind of thought about it a bit. I'm probably not going to come back to this um, to this album. I thought there was a lot of artistic mm. compromise. As as far as the songs themselves, oh, I'm not really feeling most of them. Not my thing. Not That's my fair thing. enough. I thought the songs that I did like, I really, really liked. And the, the standouts and highlights here were great. That it kind of made up for the the dolls and the the duds that I wasn't feeling. Well, shout out to snitching. Doctor K loves snitching. Doctor K is the police. You heard it here oh, first. Fuck. Thank you for listening, Thank everyone. You very much. We'll be back next. We week will be back with post grime. Post grime. It's our grime special. The grime special. Gonna gonna examine the state of the genre. State of the genre. Where it's going. Where it's going. It's history. It's history. Yep. Yep. Cool. Right. Thank you very Thanks. much. Goodbye. Bye.